0: Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. I'm totally thrilled today, you all, because I have Avery Bierman on the podcast She is a lover of running, travel, good food, and guess what else? She is an ARC mentor. Um, And so I am just so excited to chat with you more, Avery. I think we have a ton in common and just hear a little bit more about your own journey. So welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Gina. It's been... um... I've loved listening to your podcast. I'm excited to be a
0: part of it. Thank you so much. Um, I'm really, really happy that you said yes. And here we are having a conversation. So um, before we jump in, Avery, will you give the listeners just a little more background on who you are? That would be awesome.
1: Sure. So as Gina said, my name is Avery Bierman and I live in New Orleans, Louisiana. I've always lived in the South, but have been in New Orleans for about 12 years I have done everything under the sun when it comes to work. I um, have been a youth minister in the church. I worked in nonprofit. Um, I worked for Marriott and now I actually work for a COVID testing and software company. So the thing that that brings me the most joy though is probably my running and probably my girls that I run with. So um, that's a little bit about me and it's been so fun being an ARC mentor, Gina. So I would just commend you for the opportunity because it's taught me so much.
0: Uh, I'm so glad. I know. I I have just been blown away by um, the entire process, both by the participants and by all the women involved, amazing women like yourself. So I definitely want to touch on that as we get deeper into the podcast. But, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but let's start a little bit more. Just I want to hear more about you and your life because I know you're a pretty epic runner and um, um, we were speaking before we started taping. You were telling me about all the amazing things running has done for you. Um, over the course of your life. So this podcast is about you know, sharing some of the struggles we've been through and how we've um, found the mental skills to navigate those struggles in the hopes that someone will listen today, hear this, and know they're not alone and know that they can draw on some of those same mental skills um, for whatever they're navigating at the present moment. So anyway, Avery, if you would just share a little bit with our listeners um, on some of those struggles that you've faced and how you made it through.
1: Sure, sure. Well, we'll start off by saying here's one really funny story. So one of my sisters is another big runner, and I've not always been a runner. And so I started running when I was in college. And the first time I was home for Christmas, or I forget if it was like Christmas or summer or something, I was like, Oh, you want to go for a run? And she was like, Yeah. And so I laced up my shoes, you know, we get out in our neighborhood. And the First thing she says is, you don't even know how to run. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, what, what do you mean? I don't know how to run. Um, and she is like my best friend, so I can say that, but it turned into running turned in this, just into this incredible piece of my life. And I look back on the, you know, 20 something years I've been running and just think about all my life, what has happened, you know, and Gina, like we were saying, just so many, life is crazy and life is hard. I mean, especially right now we're living in a pandemic and the, the fact that running has, has brought me through so much. And, um, I think for me, it's, it's what grounds me and it's what keeps me going. Every time my feet hit the pavement, I feel this like burst of like, I can do it.
0: I can keep going, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, And I know before, go ahead. I I was going to say, and I know before we started taping too, we were talking about how through the crazy ups and downs of this past um, year, running has been one thing that has sort of held constant, you know, and. um, Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. 100%. It just is one of these things that I'm sure some of your listeners can relate to, but it just is it just reminds me that everything's going to be okay. If yeah. I can get out of bed and start my day with a run and give myself that time to pray and to breathe and to take care of me, I feel like I can do anything that the day brings me. Yeah, um, I totally I think, agree. You know, and life is hard. I think, Gina, we were saying earlier that um, we do we do share something In common, and I don't know if it's a good thing to share, but we both have lost our mothers, and I remember so and lost them kind of suddenly. And I remember those months and years after my mom died just the thought that, like, I don't know how to get out of bed in the morning, like, I just lost my best friend, I just lost my mom. But the only thing that kept me going was my running because I would get up. I'd take deep breaths. I'd hit the pavement. I'd run the streetcar line in New Orleans. And that was my time with my mom. I would pray to her every single morning. Show me your face, mom. Like let me know you're still here. Like be there. Like we need you. You know, like yeah. um, and and during that time, I mean, I ran some of my fastest races. I PR to fun, I PR to 10K. Um and then, you know, I traveled with some friends to Paris and ran the Paris Marathon in 2019 and carried a little piece of my mom with me the whole time. And so I think for me, it's in my tennis shoes and it's, it's running that really, um, that really gets me going and kind of allows me to know that, that life's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And I think, you know, it's an important, again, we touch on it often on this podcast, but just reminding people that running and any form of exercise for that matter, moving your body, um, just Mm -hmm. brings so much more than physical health. It brings so Mm -hmm. much to our mental skills and our mental well-being. And, you know, it just can give us this sense of inner peace, especially Mm -hmm. when times are so uncertain. So I'm so glad that you had running, um, going through the loss of your mom and as you continue to navigate those years because it's not easy we were talking about nobody loves mm-hmm. you like your mom loves you you know and it's weird because my mom's anniversary is coming up and so is yours I um, know, and we didn't I know. even know this before we I know, yeah I know it's
1: yes it is very it's and sometimes I feel like it's more like I'll run I'll do a long run and it's more of like a mental clearing than it is even about like what was my pace or how did I do. Right. It's like I just went in like this this headspace of my own and like totally checked out of everything that's happening in the world and anything I have to face that day. Yeah. And I, just got myself ready, which is so interesting to me.
0: Yeah. Um I agree. I think it's you know but really
1: special, right? It, it's I mean, so the fact special. That we can do that.
0: Yeah. Um, I think uh, we 've talked about on the podcast before, but there 's also this moment too when you 're out in nature, you know especially if you 're out there at sunrise or mm-hmm. you know um, in the morning early, and you just feel this connection to the world around you, and that I feel like the line between this earth and what is beyond sometimes gets thin when you 're out there in those moments on your own and you know i 'm with you I, I feel the presence of my mom too. I have a, a close girlfriend who 's on the board at ARC and she says actually when she's running sometimes if she feels like a strong breeze or the Mm -hmm. wind changes or it starts to rain she feels like that's her mom there saying hello yes yes
1: Um, and I don't know if you've heard this and but there's the old saying that when you see a cardinal yes it means that a loved one a lost loved one is with you and I like lose it. I mean, I like physically lose it when I see a cardinal. I'm like, wait, there's a cardinal. Mom's here. Mom's here. Aww, I <laughs> love that.
0: I know. I, I I think of that so often. My my the girlfriend I was just talking about, she lost her mom, and I we knew her mom was going to pass. She had cancer, and I vividly remember sitting with her mom having a discussion about cardinals um, before she passed. And we oh my god, yeah, and we were talking about how she believed that they were, you know, our lost loved ones coming to visit us. Mm-hmm. So I really. Yeah, I have that same connection too. Oh, that's so special. Um, Yeah, super special. So, okay, so we're talking about um, our moms and women in our lives. And I'm just wondering if you can share with us, um, Avery, I'm sure you can, um, how you've witnessed the power that we have as women to to help other women in our own lives and, you know, um, also to have women help us on our journey.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would say, I mean, I think for me, I have always had a really strong group of women, whether it they're my age or older or even younger that have just really grounded me. Um, my mom is like a wonderful example. You know, everybody, a lot of women have the opportunity to have a close relationship with their mom and can learn so much from them. Um, but I think more so than that, I think that I have this incredible group of ladies, There are five of us. Well, we have this like really big running group here in New Orleans and everybody's different ages and different running speeds and they run at different times, but there's a group of five of us and we all run together probably like three to four times a week. And those women have taught me and shown me how to be my best self, how to take care of myself, how to love um and and have shown me so much love over the years. I mean, we've probably my best friend here, we've been running together for like 9 years. We realized that the other day and we're like, holy smokes. We've been <laughs> through a lot together. I'm like we've been through death, we've been through divorce, we've been through marriage, we've been through kids. You know, it's like just so much and I'm always amazed at these women who balance so much. I mean, I think is I think as women, we are we pressure ourselves to carry so many loads and to kind of be the guiding light for our families and for each other and we're just willing to carry so much and we're so strong and we want to be so strong and these women have shown me that it's okay not to be that person and it's okay not to carry all the weight and it's okay to be to be not sensitive, but it's okay to be fragile. Yeah. Um, and, and that that's welcomed because it allows us to, to grow within ourselves and also really, um, dive into like what hurts and what's painful, um, in a really safe space. So, you know, for me, it's, if I'm running with these ladies or even having a cocktail with them or something, and we're talking and it's like, this is hard right now. I know I have a core group of women that, that will lift me. And when I feel like I can't walk or I can't fly or I can't do something, I know that I know that they're going to carry me. And I think I feel so empowered by that because we also live in this insanely competitive world where, everyone is pitted against each other. And it's like, can't we all be on the same team? And so I feel like that competition gets, gets in the way of a lot and allows us to, you know, to not really see each other for our true selves. So I think having these women um, and having sisters has kind of really allowed me to, to break down those walls and to, and to see people's true selves and to feel inspired to be, to be true to myself when even when it's really hard.
0: Yeah, such beautiful words. And it's crazy because I was actually just thinking on this this morning while I was running. Um, I was listening to, I have a habit of listening to commencement addresses. I think it's like I'm looking for hope. You know, I'm looking for hope. So um, I was listening to Zadie Smith, who is an author, and she was talking a lot about um, how how much we all need each other. and um, how important it is to remember that because you're right like there is there's so much competition out there and comparison and all of these things Mm -hmm. that actually rob us from our joy of our joy Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to tap into our humanity and to admit that you know yes we're there are moments when we feel very fragile and to open up Mm -hmm. and that's I mean to me that's the window that's opening the window to you know real living and being present in your life and letting people into your vulnerability i mean just all those things are so so powerful um and yes, yes we should all be ourselves we should all mm-hmm. you know be our unique individual selves but we also belong to this collective humanity you know we do. um in this do. collective womanhood that's like yes. oh my gosh if we could just build each other up i mean the if we could focus our energy on that um oh it just gosh. has the power to change everything mm-hmm. you know
1: mm-hmm. um, it's funny you we um, that you say this collective womanhood because right when you said that and about building each other up, I also immediately thought about my two mentees
0: oh, through art Yeah, and this
1: isn't scripted y'all. I promise <laughs> I immediately thought about like, you know, it's such having the opportunity to, to mentor these women is, is nothing that I ever could have imagined and they have taught me so much. And through my conversations with them, I've, I mean, we've swapped recipes, we've swapped stretching exercises, we've swapped podcasts. Um, and, and all of it is so real. And, yeah. and we, I don't even, you know, one of them had the, the, I was so lucky I got to meet her because we live in the same city, but you know, I mean, these women I haven't even met before now. And we've spent like seven weeks together and talking and zooming and texting and, and, talk about just like empowering each other and yeah. encouraging each other and watching them totally crush their goals is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it inspires me to, to be my best self and, and to really s- find something I love and stick with it because, you know, some of them are new runners and some of them have have lost their running love and are now being brought back to it. But um, you know, it's just been it's amazing because how many I don't know how many women are in the program, Gina, but just my two have inspired me so much. And then I think about that, you know, the domino effect kind of all the way around with all these women and the physical therapists and the coaches and the mentors yeah. and mentees and everybody's a woman. <laughs> We've got this amazing collaboration and community.
0: It's so true. Yeah. And I'm, we're really happy to have you as a part of it. So in this, in this cohort that just went through, it was 30, 30 women. Our next is 40. We anticipate even larger ones as we continue onward. And just for the listeners, just a little bit of background in case you don't know, um, what ARC is. ARC stands for active resolute connected. And it's a, it's a, a nonprofit that's in, designed to empower women of every race, ethnicity, ability, shape, size, color. Um, to come to running and to be welcomed in the community and to be successful. And the way we do that is we give them an eight-week program. They get their own um, individualized running coaching. They get physical therapy, um, consultation and recommendations. Um, they get mindfulness challenges and they get a mentor. And that's mm-hmm. what Avery has served as, a mentor. And and yes, I think I didn't even anticipate the ripple effect like you were talking about of having, you know, these connections between women, whether or not they're in the program or, you know, they're just on the team or they're mentors or whatever. We all have so much Um, ability to impact each other's lives it's incredible Mm. it's incredible Um, all the way around so um, I'm so happy to have you as a part of it and um, it's such a joy I
1: shared it with some friends today we were talking about the virtual run I sent it all out to them and I was like all right y'all they're also looking for mentors and like three of my friends immediately responded and they were like why don't I know anything about this organization it's amazing like You know, because women like to empower women.
0: Yes, totally. So if you're out there listening today and you want to be an ARC mentor, go to ActiveResoluteConnected.com and there is a drop down tab that says mentors and you just fill that out. Um, And our next cohort is going to start in the beginning of April. So you still have plenty of time to sign up and we do need mentors and mentors who have a love for their fellow women and running. You don't have to be a marathoner. You don't have to be a crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, advanced runner. What you have to do is just be willing and have your heart open to make those connections, um, because they truly can be so powerful. So Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. all right, I want to go back and ask just a couple more quick little things, because I'm so interested to hear before we wrap up. Okay, so the first is this. um, I I know we talk a lot about the things that we value in our lives. And I feel like prioritizing things that really do mean something to us, Avery, it can make all the difference. So I'm Mm -hmm. wondering, can you share a couple things that you prioritize in life?
1: Sure. Goodness. Um, I I would say the first one I prioritize is my husband. Um, we don't have any children and together. And one thing I've realized I've been married before. And one thing I've come to realize is having, don't let, not letting work or friends or, anything kind of take over that number one spot (laughs) in my world, obviously besides my faith, but having that, you know, that when you come home and really focusing on your partner and your companion and kind of putting that person first, because what I've realized is if you're investing in that person, they're going to 100% invest in you. And like, that's where I'm fed. You know, I'm fed in my home mentally, physically, you know, I mean, that's where I sleep and get rest and where I, eat and I get invigorated and where I rest and and where we laugh and where we share meals and memories and so for me I think like that's a big that has become something that's really really important to me um and then I think I would probably say that I would probably say my health is something that I have really prioritized over the past I don't know like five or six years I um was never I've never been thin in my whole life it's not something that it was even a part of my world i um have just always always wanted to feel good in my own skin and i think it's really taken me in my mid 30s and my late 30s now to understand that, that that's going to make me a better person um, and it doesn't mean i'm th- again it doesn't mean i'm thin it doesn't mean I don't have fun, but it just means taking care of me. Yeah. Um, and, and part of that is, you know, like finding time to go for a run or to stretch at night or to take a bath. I, I don't really love the word self care, but in a sense, it's a little bit of like, what can I do for me today? And I think that has made a really big difference in, in all of my relationships, you know, my relationship with myself, my relationship with family and friends and my husband and and my work, you know, I think um, yeah. it's just really important. So I think taking care of yourself is also important. It's become a priority of mine. Um, and then I'll probably say on the flip side of that, I this might not be the best thing, but I <laughs> am a workaholic. Okay. So I um, have bumped work down a couple of notches, but it it has always been something that we were taught as kids and instilled in us is this work ethic. And so it is. I will do anything and everything that my boss asks of me, or you know, I'm always going to be the overachiever. I'm always going to want things to go well. I want things to be perfect, and and always give it a hundred percent. So it's interesting. I've kind of these three priorities have kind of shifted,
0: (laughs) um,
1: especially during COVID. I mean, you know, we've been living in this pandemic and I haven't had the opportunity to fully throw myself into work every single day. And so instead, when I was working from home a lot, my husband and I got to have all of this time together, that's been incredible. So I was really understanding more about the importance of that relationship and, um, and kind of work, let work slide down a little bit. And, and in that season of my life, it was, it was what I needed. You know, it was, I need to take care of myself. I want to take care of my family and everything else can just kind of slide down. And when the time is right, you know, it'll come, it'll come right back to the forefront and will be important again, or That's the most right. important, or, right. you know, so I think those are kind of three things that I'm always like on a roller coaster with but like, yeah. which one is the most important at this time.
0: It's very um, well-rounded though. You know, it's well-rounded. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> I, yeah. And I, what I hear from you is, is really, you know, the things that matter, you want to put your whole self into them. You want to put a hundred percent of yourself. And you know, I actually I had a really cool interview. I want you to go listen to it at some point if okay. you can. It's Rebecca Stowe. She's okay. this rad runner out in New York city. She's also a coach. She's actually the first one that um, coached for, for arc and I love her. Um, she's not super involved in it right now, but that's okay. She has many balls in the air, but on her interview, we talked about pursuing everything in our life that is valuable to us with rigor. And that's what I hear from you. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, and sometimes, you know, you can't do it all, but you, but you can't also just choose one thing, you know, work is important to you, but you also have to, you know, have this life with your husband and take care of yourself and, you know, be with your family, et cetera. So it's just sort of thinking about the things you prioritize and making mm-hmm. sure that you're giving, you know, equal attention and the right amount of rigor to the way you mm-hmm. pursue those things, you know. Anyway, her episode yeah. is super cool, so you have to go back. I think you'll it. I will.
1: It. I'll definitely go and listen to it. I um, don't even listen to music uh, when I'm doing – I don't run with music, but even when I'm going like to and from work, all I do is listen to podcasts. So it's
0: Nice, nice. I'm nice. always
1: looking for more and more to listen to. But I think, you know – I think you, you bring up such a good point. It sounds like Rebecca did as well, that like, we also, as women feel we're being pulled in so many directions. So kind of that opportunity to say no to things is like so empowering. Like I'd rather say no to things and give my yeses all of my attention than just do things like halfway and not fully be committed to it.
0: Yes, I love that you to know? give your yeses all of your attention. And it's so true. You know, I I I heard someone else say um, on another podcast that I was listening to that we it, we forget sometimes how amazing it is that we have choices every day. Yes. We have a choice. We have a choice yes. in the way we spend our day. We have a choice in our mindset. We have a choice on what we say yes to and what we say. Yes. You know what? It's a no for right now, you know, and we, yeah. I think we do. We often forget that. And we, and I have a tendency to want to say, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Right,
1: <laughs> but right, it's just, right. yeah,
0: sometimes there's not room for everything. So that's, that's a really good point. We always have a choice listeners. So um, yeah. remember that. And it's pu- a beautiful thing to have a choice um, mm-hmm. and, and in our lives. So amazing stuff. All right. Well, I have a couple quick little questions now to wrap us up okay. and they're pretty sure. fast. But, um, so we talked about prioritization. Priorities. But now I want to talk about just little small joys, things in your day to day, Avery, that just bring you just a little burst of joy. Um, can you name a few things that bring you small joys? Sure.
1: I love a bubble bath.
0: Nice. <laughs> in nice. In fact,
1: when we hang up tonight, I'm going to go and take a bubble bath. I love it. Um, we have got my husband have this tiny little cat. She weighs like four pounds, but she's like 16 years old. And her name is Scratchy, and she just is so cute. And (laughs) I love every moment, whether we're, like, in the kitchen she's there or, like, when I'm reading at night, she'll come just, like, crawl up next to me. Um, So she brings me great joy. And I think, lastly, my dad is just a champion, and he has taken on the role of mom dad you know all these different roles since my mom died and he and I are buddies and so we talk twice a day if not more and he comes and he stays with us and I just adore him and every time I talk with him it just it brings a spark into my soul so Mm. (laughs) it's really special it is it is so special he he's just been learning the ropes of what would mom do is what we always say. <laughs>
0: yeah, I totally get that. And yes, it makes me yes. get a little choked up because I feel the same about my dad. Although sometimes yeah. I have to tell you, I call him and he's like, hello, Gina. <laughs> Like oh, this oh, is totally, this is like totally. how many times have you called me you know in this day or you know in this week or
1: whatever. Yep, and my dad will be like, "Hey, Aves, what's up?" And I'm like, "Oh, nothing. I was just kind of see what you were doing." Yep. He's like, I'm just cooking dinner and paying bills, and I'm like, "Okay, well, talk to you tomorrow." Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, but I agree. It's like listening to to the sound of his laugh, or you know, just the chance to connect with him yes. for a couple minutes. Um, yeah, I, I totally can relate to that.
1: Awesome. Yes,
0: absolutely. All right. Well, so very last one um, going out to all of our listeners out there um, complete the sentence Avery you can Mm.
1: do hard things
0: that's right you can do such hard things listeners don't give up and you can get through hard things too um, you can, yeah, it's so so true. Well, I have had such a great time chatting with you today. Thank you for coming on the episode; it has been such a pleasure. And thank you for serving as an ARC mentor as oh well. Oh my
1: gosh, absolutely! This was so special, Gina and. Um I'm excited about our next cohort. I know. I'm, involved. I'm
0: pumped too. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited and I'm excited to continue exploring um, how women can be so empowered through running and, and you know how they can also realize those, those physical, but mental benefits that are very, very powerful. So yeah. Um, loved it all listeners. Thank you for coming on this ride with us today. Um we hope that we lifted you up a little, gave you some new insight to think about and, um like Avery said just remember that it's okay sometimes to be fragile and lean on each other we need each other and when you do that you may just find like Avery said that that person you're leaning on is inspiring you to be your best self we are so much stronger together let's lift each other up connected we can rise